Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. It is the first big late summer highlight of the season, Glorious Goodwood. First week of August, start firing the year already. I don't like that. My name's Lewis Tomlinson. As per usual, I'm joined by Mr James Watson. How are we, pal? Fine, doing great. Uh, looking forward to this week's action at Goodwood. One of my favourite festivals. Um, growing up, summer holidays, used to sit watching telly. Uh, I think I landed one of my biggest ever wins at, at Goodwood when I was about, <laughs> this might sound bad, when I was about 14. Uh, sat watching Goodwood with my granddad. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I must, I must point out as well, I'm currently sat hiding in a boardroom uh, trying to blag work to record this podcast. So I'm not entirely sure whether I managed to get through it uninterrupted, but we'll see how we can go as we start on the Thursday, the Tuesday, sorry, <laughs> Thursday, Tuesday, uh, we're, just, we're only going to touch on the group races, uh, and the first one is the Vintage Stakes at 2.15, uh, the general best price is 11 to 8 Battleground, 4 to 1 Devious Company, 6 to 1 New Spirit, 15 to 2 Dark Lion, and 8 to 1 Bar them, anything in this you particularly fancy, James? Um, you, you got to respect Battleground in this uh, winner of the uh, Chesham. Um, first fall from the Supermare found and, and ran over six furlongs first time out and, and looked like he would progress for the run and he certainly did showing that at Ascot. Um, he stayed on strongly in the end and was quite impressive. The form of the Chesham isn't as good as what I would have liked, uh, but he beat what he had to beat. And he's more than likely going to be the main... He's, he's got the most scope in this race to progress. Uh, and I think he's got the obvious chance. Um, Devious Company hasn't really done an awful lot wrong in his, his three starts, winning his two Haydock Maidens and then running a cracker in the superlative behind Master of the Seas. I mean, I, I personally think the form of the superlative is stronger uh, with the fifth coming out and winning, winning in France, winning the Papan. Um he does have a bit of a collateral farm line with the favourite, um, with Golden Flame. First time out, Devious Company beat Golden Flame at Haydock, and Golden Flame was beaten in the Cheshire behind Battleground four and a half lengths. So he's still on that farm line. He still has to make up a few. Uh, however, I, I think he, if there's still fives around, I think that's gone. I thought he was a scumbag each way, five to one bet, I thought. Yeah, I don't see loads getting in this away from the top of the market, Jim. Uh, yeah, mate, I, I'm, I, I quite like Thunder of Niagara. I think he's overpriced at 2020. Ran ran well sixth in the in the Coventry, like what he did at Newcastle on debut, and he went well for a, a fair way in the Coventry. Just caught himself for that final kick really at the end, but plugged on. I think he's overpriced at 25s, but I agree that he might have a little bit of work on to trouble Battleground or Devious Company, even though. The form, you know, their form is probably actually flattered a little bit by the races it, they came in rather than the horses they were up against. Devious Company beat home St Lawrence in the Superlative, who was fourth. We saw him out at the weekend. He was only fourth in the Paedery Stakes, a listed race at Ascot. So it's not, you know, I mean, I know people make a bit of a laugh and a joke about the Superlative not being the strongest group to. Not sure there was loads in behind in terms of depth. You know, the first three, though, were all reasonably pretty smart. I would be with Battleground, though, mate. I know it's boring, but you can you, you can see why you take another step forward here. Yeah. And he's, he's, the form he's already shown is enough to, you know, probably have him at the top of the market. Yeah, I echo that. And I'm also, two other horses I'm interested in. Youth Spirit, I'm interested in the fact that he's been given a mark of 88 and they're running him in this, because I thought... That that mark of 88 was workable as a two-year-old and getting some of them nice, big, deep maidens, uh, them uh, nurseries and pick up some prize money with him. I, I thought it was interesting that they were looking to, well, not ruin his mark, but um, looking to put him in with the big boys off a mark of 88. That could have been workable. And Gortius of uh, Richard Fahey's, I was impressed with him on debut. Uh, the form of that race was good and he needs another big step up. However, you won't put it past him. The fatty horses are flying at the minute, and I think he's probably a bet at 16s each way. But for me, Battleground should be winning this. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that, mate. We'll move on to the 2.45. It's a Lennox Stakes. 
Bet general best price is 11 to 4 space, blue 6 to 1 safe voyage, 13 to 2. Duke of Hazard and Sedan to what? Same price, Pierre Lapin, 9 to 1 glorious journey, 11 bar then. Uh, Jim, where he landed? Um, I, I think the two that finished in the Haydock listed race, first time out for both of them in England this season, safe voyage and space blues are probably your two more solid going into this. Um, space blues has been good since his return to the UK. Uh, he picked up that listed, as I've, as I've mentioned before, in that Group 3 uh, in France. I'd possibly say the listed race was stronger than the Group 3. Um, my only issue with Space Blues at Goodwood is he likes to be held up and come off the pace. There's always hard luck stories at Goodwood, and there's, there's horses looking to ruin the, ruin the chances by not getting a run or whatever. Um Safe Voyage is a lot more straightforward. He'll be sat behind the pace. He'll probably more than likely get a run. Um, I think he's each way value at 11-2. to two. I think he's fair enough. Interesting to see my boy Pierre Lapin in here, uh, stepping up to seven. Um, I don't know. It's sort of going to be a watching breed for me on him. Uh, as much as I liked him as a two-year-old and really fancied him for the Commonwealth Cup, obviously, Andrew Azzini thought that he wants a bit further in distance and he was never really in the race at Goodwood. Uh, so I think he's on the short side, but it, if he won, it wouldn't probably surprise me. Uh, Sir Dancelot won this race two times. Um, absolute legend at Goodwood. Uh, the course and distance just seems to be his ideal. Um, he's not exactly been on flying form so far this season, but a return back to the last, the last two seasons and you have to chuck him in. And at a price, I like Escobar. I think 33s is, is overpriced. He's been pitched, uh, pitched in the Queen Anne last time. Um, and if you go back to his Balmoral, he beat Lord North last season in the handicap. Um, I, I think he's a horse that's... He, he's probably got a, a good world race in him like this, or, something, or a Group 3, or certainly in the future. I know he's 6, and he's obviously not going to progress, but I think 33s is some value. Um, but I, I'm I'm probably going to look to take on Space Blues, and my darts will probably be with Safe Voyage and Escobar. Yeah, I I get where you're coming from for Safe Voyage because the the run at a at Haydock sh- means there shouldn't be more than three points between them. Mm. So I get that. Uh, saying that though. You'd, you'd probably expect as much as I love Safe Voyage. Maybe the room for improvement is still there in Space Blues. You know, he's likely to be on a little bit more of an upward curve than Safe Voyage. So I can, I can, I'm sure that's factored into the prices, and that's why I can see why they are how they are. I'd give mate a chance to glorious journey here. Yeah. First run back in Britain. Uh, he won out in Maidan. And then was third in Riyadh. Decent horses in behind him in Riyadh, including Speaking Colours and Suedois. Uh, he, he was third to a 66 to one shot who took that race, but he ran he ran reasonably well over six furlongs. Won the Hungerford Stakes last season where he beat Safe Voyage and Sir Dancelot. I know Sir Dancelot's better at Goodwood than he is elsewhere, but that was a strong race for a level. And he he's just held his form also runner up last season in the Criterion within a neck of beating Lamato. I'm not the biggest fan of horses coming back from, you know, the Middle East on their having their first start in Britain. I'd like to see a run in Britain that confirms that they're still at that sort of level. But I don't think you could make a case for saying Glory's journey had got any worse over in uh, Dubai and in Saudi Arabia. And his form in Britain... He's arguably the best. Last se- last season's form is probably the best, and it's as good as what Safe Voyage, if not better, than what Safe Voyage and Space Blues have done this year. At nine to one, I think he's a reasonable price, and he'd be where I'd land at the be- uh, at the prices. Yeah, yeah, I'd certainly agree with that. I, I think nine to one is a over generous price about him. Maybe it's the fact that he's done more of his winning abroad uh, in France and in uh, Dubai, as you've mentioned. Um, maybe that's why the market have sort of underestimated him slightly because he's not as well known to the to, to the British public. Yeah, but he has he has won the Hungerford. I know, you know I, mean? I know. He's, 
he's been winning in some very, very decent races over here. And yeah, I think nine to one is is overpriced. I don't think there's much in terms of raw ability between the likes of him and Space Blues. Mm. Uh, we'll move on then, mate, to the feature race of the Tuesday. It is the Al Cup Goodwood Cup. And there's an actual rival for Stradivarius. Get in there. He's the 8-13 to favourite. 11-4. to Santiago, the three-year-old. Queen's Vars winner. Irish Derby winner. Having a crack at the big boy. Fair play to Aidan O'Brien for bringing uh, Santiago over for him. Because I don't think anyone would have expected it. No, I wasn't. You know, they were, it, it would not have been a bottle job if they hadn't have gone for this. So fair play to him. They've made a right race here. He's 11-4. to 16-1 Nyef Road. 18 Spanish Mission. 20 Eagles by day. 52 Deswins. And 100-1 to Yukon Glen. Uh, Jim match race? Um, I wouldn't quite go that far as a match race. I'd be willing... Mark Johnson's horses are, are, are different horses when it comes to, to Goodwood. Uh, but we'll start with Stradivarius. He, he was... He can't even knock his, his last performance really at all. Um, it was devastating, wasn't it, Ascot, in the Gold Cup? Uh, I've never seen a horse win that a race of that stature that impressively. Um, John Gosden's found the key to him throughout his life, and Frankie Dittari gets on with him superbly well. Um, it's it's going to be the weight difference here, and, and Aidan O'Brien. As you mentioned, he fully deserves all the credit for bringing him over. Eight stone eight versus nine stone nine is a hell of a lot of weight to carry against a good, strong, stained uh, three-year-old. I mean, Santiago's a horse that we both have been of the opinion that sent ledgers and later on in the season would be more up his street. And uh, that, that certainly showed that, it, it, although he did show enough uh, in his in his last start in the Irish Derby show that he, he wasn't short of a bit of speed um, however I, I think Santiago has got a good chance but I think we're up against Stradivarius and trying to find horses to beat Stradivarius in the last couple of years has been difficult um, my, my question in this race is Nayef Road's probably more than likely going to get an easy lead from the front and when they're able to dictate from the front of Goodwood they're dangerous um, because I've brought a bit of a pace map up and the closest horse that will be sat behind, in my opinion, will be Stradivarius. Um, and I don't think he'll want to get too close to Nayaf Road too early. Um, you can Glen, Spanish Mission, Eagles by Day are, are normally held up. Uh, who dares win Santiago and Stradivarius are going to be in the main trio behind, I think. And I think he might be able to, to nick a bit in front and I think he could be dangerous at 16 to 1 16 to 1 Nayef Road I'm not saying he'll probably win but I don't think we should underestimate him as much but I'm still going to be on Stradivarius' side yeah I like Nayef Road mate he was clear second best on the day in the Gold Cup and he he probably ran a better race than it actually suggests on the bare form because he pulled his, he pulled his head off down the back straight yeah so you, you can mark that up he won't beat Stradivarius, so unless something drastic happens. Uh, what do you make of Santiago running in this, mate? Is he, is he a reasonable threat? I think he is. I think that weight is a, it's a hell of a lot of weight to carry. Uh, nine stone nine against eight stone eight. and It's impressive that Ryan Moore's even doing that weight, to be brutally honest, because I can't remember the last... Normally, the lowest I've seen Ryan Moore's eight stone 13. I'm sure someone will have some figures out there t- to tell you. Um, however, he's progressed with each run, Santiago. Uh, you can't not be with him, uh, impressed with his Queen's Vars win. He's, he's obviously taken a bit of getting used to like stepping up. Tri- They've always known that he's going to be wanting to step up in trip. Um, I think five to two is more on the short side now. If I'm being honest, I'd rather have. Uh, I saw there was three to one earlier on last week. Um, however, I'd, I think I'd rather have eight to thirteen a Stradivarius. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is fairly simple, and it's it's made a real race. But I just don't see how how he gets beat. His Gold Cup win last time out was arguably the best performance we've seen from him in a while. The turn of foot he showed, he was toying with Nayef Road, and I don't 
I don't see how he can be. I just don't see how how he can get him beat. No. They, they, they try and quicken away from him, but that's what happened last time at Ascot, and he coped. And he's got a better turn of foot than anything else in the race. So if they go slow and turn into a sprint, suits Stradivarius as well. Uh, best horse in the race, most versatile, being there, done it, least to prove. Fair play to Santiago for coming over and having a go. And you can perfectly see him running fairly well and going on to win the ledger. But, yeah, I think this is Stradivarius's. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he'll take a bit of beating. Um, but I, I still think 8 to 13. There's still bookies are willing to give you a decent price about Stradivarius. They've not learnt the lesson yet, have they? No, you're right. It's a, you'll, you'll get harsher odds on shots. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, but he should win, and he's is, is, is an absolute superstar. Uh, moving on to the Wednesday, mate. The first group race of that meeting is the Molecombe Stakes over five furlongs for the two-year-olds at 2.45. And they bet four to one favourites significantly. Ben Curtis jocked up for Carl Burke. Five to one, the Philly Sardinia Sunset. Eleven to two, Steel Bull, Colin Keane. Thirteen to two for Army of India. Also, Chief Little Hawk and Tens Bar then. Any opinion on this, Jim? Uh, there's a horse I really, really like. Uh, and you've not mentioned him because I think he's appearing as SP on the Racing Post website because one bookmaker haven't priced him up. However, it is Steel Bull uh, for... Yeah, 11, 11 to 2, mate. Yeah. Colin Keane. Uh, I think he's got a really, really good chance. Uh, I was nothing but blown away with his debut performance the other day. Uh, one under hands and heels and, and was very, very impressive. Um, I just think if he was trained by any other person, he'd probably be half that price. If there was a fellow Irish trainer that was that arguably the best in the world training him, he would uh, he would be a lot shorter than six to one. Uh, Colin Keane takes the riders he's over for Siskin. No complaints about that. Um, he beat a horse in Den Star last time out that was that had a decent bit of uh, form behind him. He'd He'd run a few times previously and not disgraced himself against some nice horses. I mean, it was the it was the nature and the manner that he did uh, his winning at Nace on his debut with. I know it was only uh, five days ago, but I mean, if he turns around that quick, I, I think we've got a serious animal on our hands. Uh, and I mean, in this, they've all been quite busily campaigned towards the head of the market. Um, you look at significantly. He probably should have been winning a race by now. Um, he, I know he, he's been unlucky last time out um, in, in in a good, good race. But previous to that, he may have just bumped into a good one at Doncaster. Uh, he, he was the obvious eye-catcher from that first couple of Newcastle meetings. I, I feel like if he's... He should have performed by now or got his head in front. And I, I'm not questioning whether he, he doesn't want to get his head in front. Uh, but I, I just I'd rather take him on at this moment in time. Chief Little Hart's been disappointing slightly from his debut. I know he's a horse that you like a lot. Uh, I just feel like Steel Bull could be a wow factor. And if he was trained by Ian O'Brien, it'd be it'd be three to one, two to one, uh, and I think six to one's a, a massive price about him. Yeah, I agree with everything he said there. I can't have Chief Little Hart, Jim. No. I can't have him. There's only one run that makes him anywhere near good enough to that, and that was, you know, on his first of four starts. He needs significant improvement on what he's shown the last three times. So I'm happy enough to desert him. We've not mentioned Sardinia Sunset, who on the balance of things probably actually has the strongest form in the race. Yeah. Runner-up to Sacred on her first start at Newmarket, then... A fourth in the Queen Mary. Again, that form's been relatively well franked. Happy Romance, of course, went and run the Super Sprint. She was uh, fifth behind Sardinia Sunset. Caroline Dale again ran well in the Princess Margaret yesterday. She was third. So, I'd be happy enough uh, to think that the form from that race stacked up and was potentially one of the better uh, two-year-old races at Royal Ascot. Did what she needed to do last time out to win the Marygate Stakes. And again, you could probably say the likes of Pelikai and that 
confirming form with her, who we know is reasonably decent. She'd probably be a hard land, mate. Yeah. Philly, getting weight from the boys. You know, I don't think... The sprinting Colts this year, barring Method Jim, all seem to be a little bit... There's not a clear standout yet, is there? And you've yeah. got ones in here you're looking at, like Army of India, who won again last time out really impressively, and Chief Little Hawk, who were coming here on the backs of what can only be described as disappointing yeah. runs at Royal Ascot. You know what I mean? So I don't, it's probably not the strongest group three you'll ever see. And I'd be happy enough to go for the filly. Yeah, I, I'd understand. Um, I mean, she's probably the only one that you've, in my opinion, that I'd be scared of. I've, I've already backed Steel Bull. Uh, I think I, I just think he. I, I was waiting for him to be declared this morning. As soon as I was, I was on. Uh, I mean, I think the race is between both Steel Bull or Sardinia Sunset. Yeah, fair enough, there, mate. We'll move on to the big race of the week, really, isn't it? The Sussex Stakes, three fifteen, race of the season. This, in my opinion, so far, James. Yeah, you'd certainly have to say so. Um, the only sort of horse he's missing is Pinatubu. Um, imagine if he'd have turned up. That would thrown another span into it. And probably even Palace Pier. That had been fascinating, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd have been lovely. It'd have been unbelievable. But they bet what we do have turning up. 9-4 to four, Fav Siskin, 11-4 to four for Mahafa. 4-1 to one, Cameco. Circus Maximus is 8-1. to one. Oh, don't dangle that carrot. Which, which madman's put them put them at eights? Oh my god, there's two of them. Oh, eight to one. Nine to one for Wichita. Elevens, sorry, fourteens that I can sit it, and twenty-two to one San Donato. This is a proper proper group one. You know, we've Circus Maximus has won this has won three group ones. You know, in the past in the past 12, just over 12 months, and he came very, very close to winning this last year, and he's 4 fav. I know, it's mental. And even if you, you took Vatican City, like even Vatican City, San Donato and Wichita, who are below the the top four, that I wouldn't even say that they're that far away from the others, if I'm being honest. No, they're, I mean... The pro is a proper group two horse. Yeah. You know I mean? It goes all the way down. It goes all the way down. You'll start with a favourite, Siskin Low Jim, still unbeaten after five starts. An immensely impressive winner of the Irish Guineas last time out. I mean, how much is that form worth? And is he the one they have to beat? Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. I was more confident about Siskin going into the Guineas than, than most people were. Um Three-year-olds have a tremendous record in this, as we've seen um, previous. Not well, not as recently as normal. But if we go two down hot, won the race last year. But if we go back, the Gurkha, Kingman, Torinado, Frankel, uh, all had good three-year-old campaigns winning this race. Um, and, and I'm not entirely sure that a three-year-old will win it this year. Um, I can't believe Circus Maximus is that big a price. I saw he was sixties this morning uh, when I was looking at the markets. But back to Siskin, the form of that Irish two thousand is uh, meh. I think I would say Vatican City. We knew once day he ran in the English Derby. Uh, Lopi Fernandez didn't run too badly last time out behind Pinatubu. Um, He's been furiously campaigned this season. Uh, Armory was... He's, he's been on the slight decline. Um, and, and I don't think that race was as the strongest. This is certainly a bigger test. Um, I think I think the track will suit Siskin perfectly. Because I, I, I never realised until I was hearing Joe Lyons talk about it the other day that I never knew the Curra was so undulating and up and down. Um uh, that was one of my main question marks for Siskin going into this. I think it's an easy seven furlong slash mile in it, uh, which he's certainly got plenty of speed. Um, I'm trying to work out what where they're going to sit and who's going to go where, um, because I think Tamiko in the Guineas was ridden 
midfield. However, in the derby, he was a slight bit more forward, um, purely because that was a bit of a joke of a race. Um, I think I, I really don't know who's going to set off it as the leader because you could see Circus Maximus trying to go from pillar to post. Um, I think Siskin's on the short side. I'd, I'd rather be with. I think I'd rather be with. I don't. I don't really at the prices like either two. If I'm being brutally honest, in Siskin or Mahatha, um it's a really really good race. I'm probably going to end up. Backing Tamako because his his Guinea's performance was good. I think back at a mile uh, will certainly suit him more, and I think the market's just underestimating him a bit at the minute because of his disappointing run last time. And I don't think it was that disappointing. I think the sectional clearly showed that he didn't stay a mile and four, and his last two furlongs were arguably the worst, which showed that. So I don't think he ran that below par in the Derby. That's what I was sort of expecting. Uh, and back in here, I think he'll be there with a the top chance. Uh, interesting. I don't know what you think, Lewis. Are you a fan of Mahatha? I am, mate. And I think he wins this. I think he wins this, but I think he's short enough. Uh, it's an interesting market. Because on actual form of the top four in the market, Siskin has achieved the least. On bare form. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can dispute that. Kamiko's English Guineas win is better than Siskin's Irish Guineas win. Mm-hmm. Circus Maximus is a triple group one winner. <sighs> Mahaffa, yeah, the Summer Mile is, was probably a better race than the Irish Guineas. So, you look at it like that and you think, do, do we want to be against a favourite here? But God, Siskin had to overcome so much adversity to get to the front that day and that's why I'm I don't want to be I think you'd be mental to rule him out yeah I won't rule him out but I just just feel he's on the shorter side yeah and don't get me wrong I I wasn't saying I wasn't saying you were ruling him out but I understand like even though I kind of kind of want to find an alternative will it shock me if he wins and he ends up being the best horse in the race not not at all Circus Maximus, he's a quite a nice prize for a horse who does what he does. The problem, I guess you'd have a look at, is a queen and turned out to be pretty woeful. Yeah. Marie's Diamond hasn't hasn't backed it up. Terry Bellum hasn't backed it up. Mahaffa did back it up, but Mahaffa got no sort of run. And, you know, it could have... He never really had to do what he was capable of. I just really like the turn of foot he showed, mate. I think a good would... A Goodwood mile will suit him really well off the back of what he did at Ascot a couple of weeks ago. Probably the same for Siskin, who I think is a proper, proper quickener. Even though Circus Maximus ran well at this track last year, by Ascot, as a horse with a little bit more stamina. Yeah. Than speed. And I've not quite mentioned Camargo, who was dominant in the Guineas. Yeah. And like you said, Came off the clock at Epsom with, with a lot of credit. I might not even if I. It, it might be one where I might watch the market until the until the very day, and if I was to have a bet, it might only be five minutes before the off. Once I see the actual circumstances, I mean. How do you see the pace in this going then, Jim? Because you yeah. have Circus Maximus who likes to go forward and likes to have horses try and come at him. You'll have the likes of Siskin and that who are happy to sit in behind and quicken. Same with Mahaffa. Does that potentially tee it up for anyone? Or that, that, See, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the only horses that are probably going to want to lead are the three O'Brien horses. And if they want to dictate the pace, they'll make it a hell a lot difficult for Siskin and Mahatha to come from the back and quicken. I think Kamiko might, the, the race might just set up perfectly for Kamiko. I can see him just sitting behind the leaders, uh, the, ride him a bit more prominently, uh, and he's, he's got a good enough turn of foot, we saw that in the Guineas, to, to kick away. And he and I am sure he'll, he'll get a mile and two in time. So I, I think this race might just set up nicely for Kamiko. Um, 
maintain his gallop and use his speed at the at around the three furlong pole and, and maintain his gallop because I know Siskin or Mahatha are going to be flying late on, but I think Tamiko's stamina might just stretch out a bit further than these. I mean, I, I, that's that's what I'm thinking. I think Wichita, uh, or might lead if anything can give Circus Maximus something to run for. Uh, Again, San Donato came fairly late last time out behind Mahatha, didn't he? So it's it's a real, real puzzle um, and a really fascinating race. I, I think Kamiko is a fair enough price at four to one, and he, I think he's a bit disrespectful, but that he's been put in that shot. I'd have him two or three points shorter. Yeah, I understand that. I understand where you're coming from. If you were to rank, if you were to have a one-two-three in terms of who you think is the likeliest winner, would it be the same as the 1-2-3 in terms of who you think are the best betting propositions? Um, no, because I think Tamiko will be the best horse in the race. Best horse in the race, I think Tamiko, Siskin, Mahatha. Um, but at prices, it would be Tamiko, Siskin. It would be the same for both, in my opinion. Right, that's interesting. I think... Mahaffa isn't a price, really. Really, he shouldn't be shorter than Circus Maximus. No. Am I going to say Circus Maximus is the bet? Is that what this is going to end up as? <laughs> this is what everyone wants to hear. Circus was, Maximus is the bet. It's bound to happen. It was bound to happen, wasn't it? I've been Mahaffa, Mahaffa, Mahaffa. All the way through, I've been thinking these. We've got the two best three-year-old Colts. The up-and-coming, exciting horse. And am I going to settle on... No, I'm not. I'm not, because... The way Goodwood pans out, and the way this race might tee up, it might tee up for a quick enough. So I'm going to fractionally give the verdict to Mahaffa. Stick with your original thought. Good lad. But I don't... Mate, I am... I, I'm not going to be surprised if any of the first... The first four in the betting win it. Wichita and Viking City have also worked their place in this lineup as well, both placed in a Guinness. You know, Vatican City, fair excuse, is just on paper, probably wasn't going to stay, and that's how it panned out in the derby. Wichita ran well in the St. James's Palace again last time out, and he's a good, consistent three-year-old Colt, who, in a normal year, might have been able to get a group one. You know, if, if, if the Irish Guinness was a couple of weeks later, and Siskin had come to Newmarket, and Aiden, rather than sending, you know, a B team to the Curra, he's sending the ones he was sending to Newmarket on their second start of the season. You know what I mean? Mm. He's, he's a horse who, who might have been a little bit of a casualty of the fixture list this season in terms of what he's achieved, which is a, uh, they a are lovely way race. to put that. A casualty. Oh, that was superb. <laughs> Thank you, mate. I, I'm quite impressed myself as well. Uh, <laughs> very verbally dexterous there. Uh, but yeah, Mahaffa for me, just about. And, and I'll I'll stick with Kamiko. Uh, to say a man who was so against him in the to, uh, in the derby uh, and give him a six out of ten chance to win the derby, uh, I, I think he'll win this. I think he's a the cracking bet. They're entirely different races. Yeah, and I think he's a, I think he is a really really nice horse. And I, I, I can't believe he's four to one. I'm off to go and back him. I like that. It's going to be fascinating. It is going to be fascinating as we move on to the Thursday. And do you have prices, Jim? I do. I don't, so I'll let you roll off with the Richmond stakes. So we have heading the market is Yazaman at eleven to four. Admiral Nelson and Kedar are five to one apiece. Supremacy at sixes. Gussie Mack at eights. Swiss Ace at tens, Army of India at elevens, and twelve to one bar the rest of the field. Where where would you like to start on this, mate? I guess on recent form, Yazaman is the one to beat. Yeah, surely. And um, I was very impressed. I I there was rumours around for him on his debut. I I know this might sound stupid, but I went. I made my dad come downstairs and watch watch him win at Yarmouth because I thought it, it could be a, a bit of all right. Um, 
and he, he, he won well and he took a bit of time to get going at Yarmouth on his debut and when he did get going he, he quickened away from a field of I think there was only four rivals but then he kicked on again to run in the Windsor Castle and finished second behind Tactical another good performance we know the former Tactical as he bumped into him once again in the July sticks um, he's just bumped into a good horse both times now uh, and this he's managed to dodge Tactical this time out and uh Hopefully, he, he can get his, his group winning and uh, his head in front. I, I think he's got a very, very solid chance. Um, it, it showed last time that the step up to six was no problem, so I, I don't have any issues there. Uh, it does take a bit of time to get going. We saw that in the Windsor Castle. Uh, and when he did get going, he flew home late and had a bit of trouble in running. Um, I, think, I think he should be winning this. Um, I don't think this race is, is flowing with as much quality as, as I would have probably have liked. Um, probably his main challenger, in my opinion, would probably be Gussie Mack. Uh, his win last time out was, was pretty good at Sandown. Um, he, he beat a nice lot of horses in behind that day. Roger Teal's had an absolutely outstanding season um, and he beat significantly, who I've mentioned previously, in, in the Malcolm should have probably got his head in front in the Dragon Stakes. Um, he beat a nice one of Huey Morrison's who run well on debut and he, and he ran in that nice maiden at Newmarket in which Eye of Heaven won who has since disappointed but Tactical was in third that day. Uh, Get It was in there. He, he's done well as well this season placing at, at Ascot. I think Gussie Max a fair enough price at 8-1 to one. Uh if you, if you compare him to Kedar and Admiral Nelson, who have possibly slightly been disappointing in in their last two starts, Admiral Nelson, yes, you can you can say that, but it was turned out quite quickly. He's a big unit. He's probably better than he showed Ascot. Yeah, um, my question with Admiral Nelson with a with a unconventional track like Goodwood, will he like it as much? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, again, I think Card is better than he showed at Newmarket. I think it was a little bit of a regression from Ascot. You, you need to forgive that, and therefore I think Yazaman is just very, very solid. Yeah. The best, the best run in this race came last time out from Yazaman, and there shouldn't be anything of the likes of tactical in this. That'd be where I'd go, mate. Yeah. Breaking it's boring, news. but it's sensible. Breaking news, my phone's just flashed. Pet cat test positive for coronavirus in UK. Christ. Is it socks? Uh, it's not socks, he's asleep. Uh, laid currently right next to me. <laughs> Jesus, well, lock your cats up. Uh, <laughs> That's a saying you never thought you'd be saying. Um, anyway, I think I'm, I'm with you. I think Yazaman should be winning this. Uh, I think Gussie Max and each way play. I was impressed with what he did last time. He's, he's, if he was with a different trainer, in the same opinion with, with Steel Bull, I think he'd be a bit shorter, even though he is now a grade one winning trainer. Yeah, we'll move on, Jim, to the 2.45 at Goodwood. It's the Gordon Stakes, and I'll let you take the prices away. Yeah, English King heads the market at 5 to 2. Alazi at nine to two, uh, Tiger Moth at fives, Khalifa Sat at eleven to two, Morgul at sixes, Delphi at tens with Subjectivist, Highland Chief at twelves, and Emissary is twenty to one and bar the rest of the field. English King then, Jim, is he jocked up? He isn't. That's my only problem. Well, we'll, we'll talk about him assuming he comes here then, uh, and if so. He's a right favourite. Ran well in the derby. Yeah, uh, you'd, you'd certainly have to say so. Um, the derby was a funny, funny race, wasn't it? And, and I don't really know what to take of it as of yet. Um, but I'm, my feeling is that he was probably the best horse in the race with Russian Emperor uh, in behind and obviously the winner, Serpentine. Um and I think that English King does deserve to be favourite here and he's probably the most likely to get his head in, in front out of the lot. I mean, Alazi was impressive at Newmarket the other week in the Bahrain Trophy. 
I thought they'd go for something. I thought York was mentioned for for him, uh, and then the St. Ledger, which I thought was interesting. Um, I mean, he carries a penalty here for winning the Bahrain Trophy last time out, which I wouldn't think would be ideal, really. Um, he's giving English King £3 in this. He's a horse that's coming to the ball nicely for, for William Haggis, uh, and uh, I'd probably be looking to take him on. Uh, Khalifa Sat, who was second in the derby, uh, I thought they might want to step him up to a mile and five, mile and six. Uh, I thought that might have been of interest, unless this could be a good trial for the St. Ledger. He was a horse that me and Lewis quite liked uh, going into the derby, didn't we? And uh, yeah. I, I feel like this race, it'll probably be consistent once again. He's won over. Uh, one at the course, I, th- I think he's I think he's a solid each way price, and then you've got the O'Brien trio in Tiger Moth, Mogul, and Delphi. I still think Mogul, there's something to come from him. We've seen like Japan, he's took a bit of time to get going in two starts, and we didn't see Japan in his best light in his three-year-old career until his third start in in France. So I, I think he's slowly coming to the ball. He still did look fat at uh, at. Epsom uh, and Delphi's been on a bit of a roll. Tiger Moth's run well uh, in in a small amount of runs. It's an interesting race. I, I I would probably side with English King at the minute, but I, I'm 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 beware of Mogul. Oh God, we're not on the Mogul train again, are we? It's going to be Japan all over again. What <laughs> Japan this season? Yeah. No, I can't. I can't be having him. I can't be having a horse who has shown diddly squat so far this year, uh, especially in a race where a lot of them have actually been running quite well. Like you said, Khalifa's at a horse who we both had a fair amount of time for. Thought it would go well in the in the derby, and he almost ran better than I expected, even though it was a strange race. I kind of thought he was a sort of horse who might just pl- slowly plug on and hit the frame, you know. Show that you actually look at it. It's hard to quantify what exactly any horse achieved in the derby. Uh, but Khalifa, that's clearly decent. Yeah. And I'd be interested in him here. This looks like the sort of race that was winnable for him. Uh, we mentioned on the derby preview, Jim. Did we not say a misery is a sort of horse who could win the Gordon Stakes? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did as well. <laughs> What price is he? Twenties. Back him. Back him. I, I think you'll see a better showing of him here than you did in the derby. Easily. Easily. Put a line through what he did in the derby. He's, he's, he's run prior to that uh, in the cocked hat with Khalifa Sat. Gives him a right chance here. It does. And to if, say if that there's the price difference as well. Yeah. If English King and that doesn't turn up, you can't take a Missouri's run in the derby Entirely, literally. Mm. You know, I mean, his run before that, he's got to, within half, you know, half a length of the derby runner-up. And he's 20-1 yeah. here, on, you know, with a little bit more experience under his belt, when looking like a horse at Goodwood, who needed more experience, back him, 20-1. There you go. Strong, strong opinion from Lewis. A 20, there's not many 20-1s you tell him to back. He's overpriced. He he's off, he's off, he's twenty to one on the back of one disappointing run. But imagine if he was a non-runner in the derby, right? He's tens here. Yeah, he's because looking, they go, oh, he's he's run the derby runner-up close whilst looking inexperienced. Yeah, Unibet no because they're fourteens. There's only one one place Skybet offering twenties. Yeah, I'd I'd I'd, I'd get on that, mate. I'd yeah. get on that. I'd. If you can come up for a clear excuse as to why why not to take a horse's most recent run, literally, especially if that run is significantly below what it had been doing before, you always be happy to put a line through it. Yeah. If he's that bad again this time, fair enough. He's probably just not as good a horse as we thought he might have been. Mm-hmm. But at the prices, yeah, I'm happy to give him a go. Yeah, for sure. Um I, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna edge with English King, but I'm, I'll, I'll be in the camp 
if, if he doesn't turn up, it, it will certainly open up the inch-way market and emissary, mogul. Uh, you'd even you'd even like to chuck in subjectivist, in my opinion. Um, Mark Johnston's record at, at Goodwood over these years has been strong as anything. And he's, he beat Tritonic and what I thought was going to win the St. Ledger Convict last time out. Uh, up at Goodwood, uh, up at Hamilton, sorry, up at Goodwood, that's complete juxtaposition. Hamilton to Goodwood, I'd hate to know how long that would take. Um, but again, he's not he's not got the flashiest flashiest of profile, but he is fairly consistent. Uh, they want to run him in the St. Ledger. Uh, they said he's sort of got a profile of Sir Ron Priestley like they did last year. They built him up through handicaps and then got him to finish second in the St. Ledger. Um I think ten to one. He could also be a price. It's a fascinating race. Nothing, no strong opinion of as of yet. However, I think they're all nice horses that are in the race. Yeah, fair enough there, mate. And you'll move on to the final group one on the first three days of Glorious Goodwood, and it is the Nassau Stakes, and they bet. Uh, Best prices five to two for Nazif, hundred to thirty Fancy Blue, nine to two Deirdre and Magic One, ten to Queen Power, fourteens One Voice, and twenty to one Lavender's Blue. Uh, Jim, what do you make of this? Is Nazif the right favourite stepped up in trip? Um, well, I've been in the camp of, of, of stepping her up. Um, we saw last time out the grit that she, that she showed at Newmarket. Uh, I think this is a really, 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 really good race for the Phillies. Uh, I said previous when she won at Ascot uh, in the Duke of Cambridge that I thought she might want a mile and two and that she might be caught out for speed at Newmarket over that July course. And she certainly didn't show that in the Falmouth. Um, I was very impressed with with the way that she did it. She ground it out well. She takes a bit of rousing along. Um, she's had three runs already this season. When Phillies are hot, they're hot, and you might as well keep piling on the coals. And and certainly she she deserves to be at the top of the market. Um, I don't I can't say I know an awful lot about Tar uh, Keel uh, of Jean Claude Rouget's. Uh, I mean, won impressively at Chantilly last time out in the, in the pre San Allery. Uh, however, I can't say. Previous to that, I've really known a lot about her. Um, Fancy Blue was impressive in France, winning the 1,000. Um, beating a horse that I'm a, a massive fan in an Alpine star. Um, I, I think getting the weight against Nazif, I think, will give her a, a good chance. And then you took Deirdre, last year's winner, into the race, who's been bumping around in Group 1s against all age and all sex divisions has, has been running fairly well enough. Uh, they've kept her away from the King George this time to go for the Nassau to retain a crown. Of course, in distance winner, you, you, you obviously have to respect her. And then you, the globe-trotting magic wand, who we all love and adore. Um, I think it's a really, really interesting race. If, if you were pushing me for one at this moment in time, it would probably be Fancy Blue. Um, purely on that, uh, still showing... A little bit of greenness on on a return, uh, and and clearly would improve for the run, and then winning, finally winning the Donica his his first classic in in France. I think hundred to thirty is a fair enough price, and that's probably where I'd be edging at the minute. I'm, I'm not. I've always been campaigning as Eve to go up in trip, but whether she will actually want it's a different question. I've I've got all the time in the world for Fancy Blue. I think she's a lovely filler. But I think she gets beat here. Do you? Yeah, by Magic One. Yeah. She's just rock solid. And again, recent form. I like a filly. I, I, think, I think a good barometer of a filly's level, really, is when you see them mix it against the boys. Mm. You know, and a form against the boys. She was runner-up in the Irish Champion Stakes last season. You know, ran, ran pretty well in the Eclipse, you know. Fourth, fourth there, which is probably about her level. She's not as good as Gayaf. She's not as good as Enable. We know that. Finished behind Japan, who hasn't, who hasn't really frightened that form. But we know Japan is, you know, at his best, he's better than he showed on Saturday. Mm. So she's been beaten there by three horses who are, as, who are, 
that are that are of better caliber than anything she'll take on here. We know she's in good heart, you know, for win at the Curra and then backing it up at Sandown. She takes her racing really, really well. And I, I think she's a really decent price at nine to two. She's fair, isn't she? Very fair. Like her eclipse fourth is better than the winning the Falmouth for Nazif. Yeah, definitely. You know, Nazif's got a step up in trip to prove. I know, I know she she runs like she'll suit it, so it shouldn't be too much of a doubt. But the best form in the race, it's, in my eyes, is held by is held by Aidan Sviller. Mm. And she's a bit of a legend, and we all love her. And it'd be nice for her to actually go and go and get a group one. Yeah. In this country, because she's she's done it down under, but she's still yet she's still without a, a, a European Group One win. And this would be a, this to me looks like a really good opportunity. There's a, there's a lot in Magic One's favour. That being said, it's a deep race. Deirdre, you know we love that the, the uh, Japanese fans uh, support her wherever she goes, and she's she's proven herself to be a really likable and game there. Ran reasonably well in the Eclipse last time as well, was fifth, whereas Magic One was fourth. One winner of this last season. Can perfectly see why she'd go well. Fancy Blue's the one who could be absolutely anything. We already know she's bloody good. We don't know where the ceiling is. She, she's going to have to be very decent, though, to be better than Magic One already, yeah. even getting white. And that's that's why I'm going to go for the horse who's been there, done that, almost a lot of the time. It, it seems mad to say the amount of horses that will win Group 1s in Europe in the career, and Magic 1 still has still is yet to get one. Uh, she's banged on the door. Hopefully this will be the time it breaks down for her. Yeah, I, I echo that. A um, fascinating race. I think Magnier and Turbo will have the winner. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd be with... If, if you were to split it into Nazif and Deirdre, or Fancy Blue and Magic 1, I'd be with those two all day long. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, that's it for Goodwood Jim before we go I've just got to say Spyglass Hill wins the Galway Plate and Wunderlaish wins the Galway Hurdle uh, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about Friday and the weekend's action is that alright with you pal? sounds good to me and uh, have you got your nap your next best and your reserve? Uh, I'm going to nap Magic Wand Whoa, straight in there I like it Uh. My next best. Let's have a 20 to 1 next best. Oh no, no, I like Yazaman. I do think Yazaman's very, very solid. So I put him as my reserve on my. Nah, bugger it, emissary. And Yazaman's the reserve. Oh, strong, strong. Let's have uh, a laugh. My nap is Steel Bull uh, in the Malcolm. Uh Then we'll go. I'm going to go Yazaman as my next best. I think he's got a very, very good chance. And then I'll go Kamiko as my reserve. Sal, mate. We like the sound of that. Thanks for rating the race, of course, for all their support. And thanks to you for listening. Uh, enjoy the first few days of Goodwood, and we'll see you all again later in the week. See you later.